0: I'd like to welcome you to WCPT AM's Out Chicago. Think of us as Sunday
1: brunch with your gay best friends.
0: Now, please welcome your host, Scott Duff.
1: (laughs) And a happy Sunday fun day to everybody out there. Scott Duff here, along with Ellen Miller. Springing forward. We have time traveled. (laughs) We time traveled. Everybody's Uh, groggy. Everyone's groggy. groggy Everyone's going to be cranky today. That's the whole thing. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. That's going to happen. It is. And on a beautiful spring day, too. Oh, boy. It, it is it's gorgeous out. out here in, mm-hmm. Ch- in Chicago. Mm-hmm. There we are. Welcome to Out Chicago, uh, girl. Mm. It's gross out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is so.
0: But at least it's not colder and it's not sticking.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, there's no way it would stick. But it's just kind of like. Bleh. Yeah. Bleh. It is. Bleh. It's like. Bleh.
0: Mm-hmm. Getting that... out of bed is extra hard for for some of us today. Dear Lord,
1: <laughs> let me tell you. I don't. Yeah, I am looking forward to. Hopefully, this might be the end. The last one. That's what people say. That would be nice. But I think they've been saying that for years now, <laughs> yeah, so yeah. who knows? But we have sprung forward. We're fresh as a daisy and we've got a fabulous show for you today. Uh, opera baritone, Lucia Lucas, the first transgender woman to sing a leading role in a standard work at an American opera company, <clears throat> is making her lyric opera debut in the world premiere of Proximity, a trio of new American operas that confront head-on some of the greatest challenges uh, affecting modern society, which opens on March 24th. Uh, she's also the subject of a documentary which I watched last night. Ooh. Yeah, I was like, oh, let's do some let's mm-hmm. go in, let's go deep. Let me tell you. Very interesting. Lucia. I cannot wait to speak with her, so we're going to be talking with Lucia uh, 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 later on mm-hmm. uh, in, in the show. Nice. And uh, Congo Square Theater Company presents the world premiere of How Blood Go by Cleveland-based playwright Lisa Langford. It's a provocative and totally topical story about two family members who are subject to medical experiments without their cons- consent, mm-hmm. 50 years apart, and we'll be chatting with Lisa Langford. So tragic and uh, sad. I, yeah. It, but I how exciting that this work is being done, yeah, you know. And it to light and, and having and, not yeah. bring it to light, just continuing the conversation yeah. because this is stuff we all know. You know, Most but both of us do. Both yeah. of us do. You know, yeah. those of us who are, are woke.
0: Yeah, Ooh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. There's that.
1: There's that whole thing. Um, and the Center on Halstead's community and cultural team creates a, and hosts a wide variety of programs for the community, and one of which is Transformers, which is a social gathering for parents of trans folks. Also, later on this month is the uh, Trans Day of Visibility. Mm. Uh, so they've got other things going on. We're going to be speaking with Luke uh, Romsberg in the second hour. And of course, we would love to hear from you. So give us a call at 773-763-9278. That number again is 773-763-9278. Of course, you can find us on Facebook where we are coming at you alive. Uh, just head on over to the Out Chicago Facebook page, which is Out Chicago Radio. And while you're there, give us a click and a like and a share and all that good stuff. Uh, but if that doesn't float your boat, you can always tune in on WCBT 820. And while you're at it, follow WCBT on all social social media, at WCPTA20 on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And also, why not follow our our, our sister organization, Heartland Signal. Oh, yeah. There we are. Uh-huh. Kind of went away for a second, but then I came All back. Right. No, that's I blame the, the time change.
0: You can blame everything I, on the time change I, today, today.
1: I know. There we are. How are you doing, Ellen Miller? You know... <sighs> I'm fine. Got to Girl, you a still look late. fresh as the days that you oh, said you. you walked in, it's like, look, you still got your your super blondness is happening from from yeah, your from your own, ago.
0: Well, a lot, you know, it seems like a month ago. But Yeah, yeah has all
1: the vacation just kind of just washed wash washed right away. I,
0: I'm doing fine. Uh you know, thankfully real estate is very busy, contrary to what people think. You know, they're always when I'm talking to people, they're like, Oh, really? I thought the interest rates were like keeping people away. And I'm like, No, tons of people wanting to buy, but not enough inventory. So if you're listening out there and you're thinking about selling Girl. a house... <laughs> no, not me, I'm just saying... In general. In, in general, uh, there's people that need your property. So, you know, it is... Of course, you got to find something, which is another
1: That's a whole story, other... But, yeah. <laughs> but um, it really
0: is... Uh, it's it's crazy out there. you know. Um, so we're just trying to keep up with that. Um, all I've done really this week is
1: work. Same! Same. I worked... I had to do six days in a row because I uh, I wanted today off.
0: Oh, you should have today for the off. for the yeah. Super
1: Bowl for the Super Bowl for gay the gay Super, Super Bowl. Bowl today. Yes, yeah, yes. The Oscars are tonight. Are you doing are anything tonight. for it? I'm going over to my neighbors. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I should, say uh, if you needed to come. To I know, life. I know. Like you are, you are, uh, we on my list. But I'm like, or I could just take twelve steps and.
0: Yeah, I, I hear you right there. I'm taking like two steps into the living right. room myself. <laughs> uh,
2: but uh, yeah,
0: I, I've been fighting a. A, I had a like a head cold for a, going on two weeks, and you know, but it's it's one of those things where you're not sick enough to like lay around and not do anything as you got to work. <laughs> it's just annoying. It's just
1: annoying. So is what between it is. that
0: and the weather and this time change, you know, welcome back home. I um, know
1: you did. Did you take place in any of the shenanigans that? Uh, no, no. Uh,
0: you know, I was thinking about this when I walked the dog today. I, I called yesterday. Uh, uh, St. Patrick's Day Parade Day, Chicago Parade Day, or, as I finally call it, Try Not to Throw Up on Your Shoes Day. There we go. There we Um, go. You know, when I was in my youth and I worked in uh, another radio station, Uh we partook in the parade. We had a float. And if you were in media back in the day, it Mm -hmm. was a sanctioned day to basically go out and get messed up with your clients, with your coworkers. It was just what we did. And in the old days, and I think it's been at least 15 years or more, The parade happened on St. Patrick's Day, and it happened downtown. Oh. And so it was... You know, March seventeenth, no matter what day of the week it was, that was the parade.
1: Oh, okay. The, the
0: parade was on St. Patrick's Day, and it seemed like it had more meaning. I know it sounds crazy, but it was actually the day. And it seems crazy for almost a week ahead of time for people getting wasted just because there's a parade downtown. It's just,
1: it's, it's kind of stupid. Well, you know it's, my whole thoughts. The thing on, is stupid on... anyway.
0: But when I was young and partying, it was fantastic. What a great day! I mean, you could be why work when you could be downtown. Partying, you know, for morning starting at 9 a.m. Yeah, m. I don't.
1: Okay, you know, I call it straight pride. Mm-hmm. Uh, because it's just it's. I just I don't get it. I don't understand, and and it's also to uh, you know people. Yay! I'm glad you love it. That's great. You know.
0: I think it's a younger people's game these days too. I mean, it's like the bar by our house. It's lined up with you know twenty and thirty. Well, else.
1: here here's the thing. I just I just don't understand it. I'm like I I don't get the holiday. I don't understand like it's what ridiculous. because the snakes are gone because I mean because I love... Chicago
0: has a strong Irish heritage.
1: Absolutely, and
0: and, and the parade you know used to have meaning, and then people just. You know, I don't know. The rest of it just kind of morphed into a big drinking holiday.
1: Yes. You yeah. Know? I mean, that's, it's just, I don't, and I, since I, I never, don't drink
0: anymore. And go. I'm old. I have nothing to do with it other than kind of, you know, when I walk the dog, stay out of the way of the vomit on the sidewalk.
1: There you go. Yeah. You yeah, yeah.
0: Although this morning, you know, usually it's, there's a lot of walk of shame going on, on on the morning after the parade. Not so much. You know, people like, you know, in their leprechaun, you know, ears and hats. <laughs> and, you know, there was not a, I mean, I didn't even see a lot of debris or anything. You know, maybe, so.
1: Well, maybe it was I because th- of the time the, change.
0: The weather, the time change. Yeah. You know, so all that stuff. Maybe. Maybe COVID it, is still kind of making mm, it not as big of a deal. No, I, I think don't the know. walk
1: of shame people are probably still sleeping in because yeah, they think they have, they have another think hour. That's true. <laughs> you know, they, they don't can, know what time it they is. They don't know what time it is. It's so going it, on. Yeah,
0: I didn't have anything to you do know, with I,
1: it. it's. I just. I don't I worked. I, I. It's a. It's a confusing thing. I understand. Like, uh, I celebrate our Irish friends oh, and yes. our Irish heritage oh. here in in Chicago. When they say everybody's Irish on St. Patrick's Day, well, what does that mean on well, that pr- would be on
3: next
0: Friday, right? Right. 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 But what does that
1: mean on Pride Day? Is everybody well, is everybody queer on Pride?
0: I will say this a lot of my straight friends on Pride Day, they, you know, they change their Facebook, you know. Uh, oh, I know. They to, do all to, that. They yeah. celebrate so all they, that old they thing. They kind of feel the pride. They feel the pride for us.
1: Okay. They support the pride. They, they, don't, they the aren't pride. feeling no pride. You know, it's just, it's weird. It's like, I don't get it. It's just like, yeah. it turns into this like, just like drinking and yelling at each other. Like, it, but when as you opposed were, to pride where it's like there's drinking and yelling and dancing but you know you had like been living
0: in Chicago in your 20s Oh, you were in Chicago in your I 20s I was in Chicago in my, in, 20s. my 20s you
1: were in college Yeah.
0: did you guys not partake in any of the saint stuff? i
1: uh, no. no. i mean i lived here well, i lived here like i lived here in my youth mm-hmm. you know just beyond college too yeah. it's I, uh, I think it was in it once for schoolhouse rock live Back in the nineties, mm. I think we were, we had parade. a float. I think maybe it was maybe it was the Thanksgiving parade. That might have been. It. That could be. It yeah. could be. I just I just don't. I don't. I don't get it. It's just. It's a lot of people. It's a lot of drinking. It's a lot. I just. I don't understand. I don't understand. I think it's
0: just you know like when I started you know when I turned twenty one and I lived in the suburbs still and I'd come downtown. To party with just to drink with my friends and go to Irish bars, it was just a Chicago thing, you know.
1: Yeah, oh, Dev, I'm like, I, yeah.
0: I in New York, they do it in New York, they do I it know, in New too. York.
1: There's like, we dubbed the Week at Utah, the River Green, yeah, we do. No one does that, I mean, no one does that but us, you know. That's kind of cool, I know. We've been doing that for decades, yeah, since the 60s, so,
0: yeah. And I don't know what's going to happen next week. I mean, next Friday is St. Patrick's Day, and it's
1: kind it happens of, to fall on a Friday, so look out. I think maybe they're waiting some may be for next maybe next saturday that's when they're gonna be the extend
0: the whole holiday for a week the drinking holiday the barfing holiday the the barfing (laughs) it's all about
1: the barf oops think i'm gonna barf there we are yeah yeah i had a pretty mellow week this week it was you know like i said i was working a lot and jerry's out of town still out of town yeah he last night he was uh he'd been working with an opera singer Marie oh, Stefan, yes, yes. uh, French French lady who oh, lives in Memphis, wow. um, and they put together uh, an evening of like her life and song, and that was last night. Oh, so is he
0: going to head home soon?
1: He'll be heading home soon. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's coming home next week. So, so yeah. So I've just been kind of like, oh, yeah, twiddling my thumbs. You and the pup. Me and the pup, just kind of staring at each other. And, just like, <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: and you've been working a lot too.
1: And I've been working a lot and got the, the thing next week that I've been preparing for, and mm-hmm. you know, so like, so yeah. So, you know, and just trying to like, I, 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 I'm I just chomping at the bit. I'm ready for spring. I'm usually not like this, but yeah. I think because we've had such a mild winter, right? Then, like, I just keep it's a tease. I know it? it's a tease. Like, I go outside, I go, well, I go out to my patio. My patio, as you know, as you all know, is like my refuge during the summer, but we can't plant anything in the ground. It'll also be containers, which is a major bummer. Um, but I'm just like walking out there and I'm like, all right. Can I start moving things out? And I'm like, no, 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 no. It's March. It's March. It's, yeah, it's snowing right now. We wanted you know.
0: to. We want to will spring. You know, when I remember, because my birthday is in early April, I do remember early April being truly spring. But the last twenty years or so, it has snowed sometimes yep. on my birthday again.
1: The seasons have shifted a whole month. They have. We don't get we we don't get spring in Chicago. We get two weeks of spring and then it goes into summer. Totally. Yeah. 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 So that's what's happening.
0: Um, But I'm looking forward to the week ahead. the, the Tina Turner, the musical, is opening up. I'm, I'm yes. going to that this week. Yes. And uh, the play at the Goodman, Laya, uh, Lalia, I can't even
1: pronounce it. Oh, Lealina. We, Lealina. Uh, we, we, spe- we spoke with the playwright, uh, uh, I think, when you were away. Oh, when, when I you was away. Big, I'm looking away. forward to
0: seeing that. Yes, I'm
1: very excited about so that. So I'll be
0: back in the saddle going to see things again after a week of. Putting my nose to the grindstone. Going
1: to and do working. it. Now you get to go out and play a little bit. Yeah. little
0: play a little bit. Good. As week.
1: you should. Yes. As you should. Yeah. I have, uh, uh, I was upstairs watering my plants this morning and I was just like looking at them going, oh my God. Neat. Need... Hang on. Hang on <laughs> for another six weeks. Can you put There's them outside a... somewhere? Yeah. I moved them back outside, but they've been in for like months and they're like, um, hello. This is, hmm. Yeah, but I you just...
0: don't want to move them out yet. Oh,
1: I know. I know. I know. Mm-hmm. I know. But I'm just like getting.
0: I know. Everybody's always anxious for spring and ready for it by this time of year, but it'll be here before you know it because time flies.
1: Oh, I know. Yeah. I know. It'll be here. It's mm-hmm. fine. And the yeah. Oscars are tonight, so everything is okay.
0: Looking forward to that. There we just are. Just going to stay home and watch them.
1: There we go. <laughs> 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 We've become the oldest fuddy-duddies um, on the planet. I know we were ready to a party, but I, I haven't been
0: feeling well enough to want to be social, so we're just going to hang Are on. you still making your pizzas? Um, I ordered one. Oh, okay. Ordered one from our favorite pizza place that was on Good Morning America. A couple- Is this the
1: secret place where you have to like call yes, and go to an on, alley and do all yes, the- Yes,
0: right before- Well, they moved down to a, oh, okay. a brick and mortar in uh, Uptown, but they were on Good Morning America right before we left for Mexico a couple weeks ago. They were runners up for the best pizza in America. What? They didn't win, but they were the only Chicago pizza in the yeah. They were they made the final cut, All the final right. like the four final slice yeah. as it were.
1: There yes, we go. Yes,
0: they did. Yes, they did. So we were, of course. I don't usually watch the show, but we Kathy and I were tuned in. And but how awesome to be, you know, one, named one of the top yeah, five in the come country. On. So, yeah, come on, I know Chicago. my I
1: know my pizza. I know your pizza. Mm-hmm. You know your za. I'm a za. You know your za. I know my drag queens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is very exciting. You know, look, we need to give away tickets. Let's do that. We need to give away tickets because, look, there are drag laws popping up all over the place. There are high school theater companies who are, their administration is saying they can't do their spring musicals because of, of, of adult content. Heard a story on that this morning, and I was like, are you, ugh, you kidding. So, I think we need to have our own little bit of rebellion. Yes, we do. And we need to support drag. Yes, So, we, do. we are going to give away not one, not two, but three, three whole pairs of tickets to see the top five of RuPaul's Drag Race Season 14 coming to Hard Rock Casino, Northern Indiana's new Hard Rock Live venue on March 25th. Uh, tickets are available at Ticketmaster, but you must be 21 or, or over to attend. For more information, you can call 219 228 2383 or visit hardrocknorthernindiana.com or you could be the first three callers to 773-763-9278. That number again is 773-763-9278. The first three callers will win a pair of tickets each to go see the top five of RuPaul's Drag Race Season 14 coming to the Hard Rock Casino, Northern Indiana's new Hard Rock Live venue on March 25th. And just a reminder, contests running on WCPT A20 are open to listeners 18 or older and residents of the greater Chicagoland North. Indiana area. One entry per person, one winner per household. Void where prohibited by law. Listeners may only win or qualify to win once every 30 days. Complete rules are available on our website at wcpt 20com by clicking the contest tab. So good luck. Good luck. More, I really wish you were watching this season of Drag Race. Mm. I need someone to talk have I need to talk with about this. It's, it's, is, it, is it great? It's so good, even though they're shorter episodes. It, it drives me a little cookie pants. They, look, Bru knows she's making money and she keeps moving networks. Like it's gone oh. from like VH1 to Paramount Plus to it's now on MTV. It was on Logo a long time ago. And yeah, that... yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all over the place and people follow her. As they should. As they should. But MTV shrunk the episodes so they could have this stupid reality show after it oh is the
0: reality show related to the
1: it's a gay thing it's Uh like the the real best friends of west hollywood or something Hmm. i don't know i i I don't have mtv i actually paid a, a cash american so i could rent the season to watch it
0: well, you I, know, you're dedicated, and I am you dedicated. I know. And, you know, that's what you work for. There we for. are, I know, it's for my, your little, enjoyment. my
1: little thing. My uh, did you
0: see the Top Chef uh, premiere this week?
1: I, no, I haven't, because my, okay, I love my neighbors, same neighbors I'm going over to mm-hmm. see the thing, with. but they're like, let's get together a group, we want to get together a, a group to watch this together. I'm like, great, like, but we can only watch it if we're all together. I'm like, wait, what? Hold on, what? Like so, and it happened, and I didn't watch it yet.
0: It is really something this year. Do you know the premise?
1: It's international, yeah. and it's like it's all it's winners. It's winners from uh, from top winners shots across the world. runners up, and you know, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. It's wow. I'm super excited. I was excited. blown
0: away by the first show's uh, what they cooked was just no, oh, don't even. Oh my god, why why are you're are gonna you doing die. This to me? I'm sorry, you'll be able to watch it.
1: I know eventually. It's on demand. I know it's on demand, but I can't watch it because I made a pact. Oh, you made a pact. I made a pact. Oh, God. Get out of that pact. I know. I, mean, I know. I think didn't I might, you have
0: your fingers crossed behind your back for I that pact? I think I might
1: lie about that pact. I
0: think you need to. Oh, yeah. yeah, you
1: can't wait around. It was kind of like when I watched Avatar and I didn't tell Jerry. Oh. And then I was like, well, he's like, let's go see Avatar. I'm like, oh, okay, <laughs> did yes. You go, did you
0: actually just go see it without telling him again? I mean,
1: yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: Did you see the latest one that's up for the Oscar? No,
1: because no. I saw the first one. Yeah, <laughs> oh my I, God. Just like, I don't that's think how, I need to I see saw, the one. That's
0: how I felt about it. <laughs> and, and, yeah, exactly. So, all
1: right, some packs are made to be broken. Yes, they are. I don't know. You had your fingers crossed. I, I saw you. Oh, well, thank you. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, there no we go. No problem. Uh, you know, we should probably take a break. Yes, do that. Uh, while the phone lines are, are open for those uh, RuPaul tickets. Uh, but hey, guess what? What? Uh, this part about Chicago is brought to you by uh, Team Hochberg. Of course. If you are a first-time homebuyer, which means you have not owned a home within the past three years. You need to call Team Hochberg, your trusted local lender. Look, first-time buyers made up just 26% of home buyers last year. That's down from 34% the previous year, which is the lowest it's been in over 40 years. Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac want to turn those numbers around by incentivizing first-time home buyers with substantially lower rates. So, Check this out. If you live in the Chicago area, earn less than $105,000—this number is always confusing me. It's very specific. Mm -hmm. 105,700. There we are. And have not owned a home within the past three years. Call Team Hochberg to see if you qualify for amazingly low interest rates. I'm not making this up. I couldn't have pulled that number. That is a very specific it number. very specific. Now I'm making this up. This special offer can expire at any time, so don't miss your opportunity to secure these low rates to see if you, your kids, or grandkids qualify for these amazingly low rates. Call Team Hochberg now at 855-56-David or visit 56david.com. That number again is 855-563-2843 or 56david.com. Lower.com, Equal Housing Lender, NMLS, 112-4061. We are going to take a co week break and when we come back oh we're talking about there was a couple of mayoral uh, forums that happened this yeah, week
0: they were interesting
1: interesting stuff mm-hmm. going on there Tennessee is still mucking everything up in like a weird and aggressive ways so uh stick around there is more out chicago right here on WCPT
2: Buddy, this is Tanya Richard from Tanya's Take, Race, Culture, and the Culture of Race, and you are listening to Out Chicago WCPT.
1: And welcome back to Out Chicago. Scott Tuff here, along with Ellen Miller, rolling along, chatting Chattin about stuff, stuff and junk and yeah. everything. You know, the, the, the work, because we're woke.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. We are.
1: I don't... Proudly. I, yeah. That, well, the whole, this whole, the, the whole thing... With the 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 right just being culture wars against woke, making things up about wokeism, and we're an anti the, passing anti woke bills. It's like, wait, what? It is just. It's, I just can't even believe it. It's so crazy. It's so weird. It's so we are in some strange times, my friends. Mm-hmm. Like nationally. Yeah, going backwards. Going backwards. Um and, you know, I mean, like you've got these anti-woke bills that are happening, anti-pulling, what, like pulling, like banning books, pulling things, it's, just, it's so strange. All because they don't want to look at, at history as, as the, in the way it really happened, the way it unfolded, and the way that certain people have been favored throughout history. And other people's have not. Other people have and, not. And
0: what do they say? Oh, if you don't understand the past, you'll never, you know, know You're the future. You're doomed to repeat it. Yeah. You're and, doomed and, to and repeat, repeat it. it, yeah. So this kind of mentality to me is scary and wrong headed and just plain out. Wrong.
1: Oh yeah. You know? okay. I mean, well, don't really even get is. me started. But like all the stuff that's coming out, like with Fox and particularly Mother Tucker, <sighs> who's like who's texting with the like, texts were released earlier this week about texting with some undisclosed person about how much he hates, hates Donald Trump. Trump, you know, and yet would go and be like his butt boy and promoter. Releasing all this, like this footage from January 6th, where they were like, Oh, we were, we saw only what they wanted us to see. Like, they're telling us to not believe our eyes and ears. But, you know, it's-
0: did you hear that Pence yesterday, it was on the morning news shows, he, called him yep. out, not by name, but everybody knew who he was talking about, for saying how that history will prove what really happened and how wrong it was for him to depict it that way.
1: Yeah. And, um, that, and that he and his family were put in danger. Yeah. Yeah. And the, yep. and the Speaker of the House. Yep. Um,
0: what I worry about, Scott, and I talked to Kathy about this week, because, you know, we know, you know, we won't mention names, but, you know, certain family members, not on my side, uh, that only watch Fox News. Yeah. And I'm like, how are they going to get this message? How are they going to know? Because I don't think like, they're hearing any of the other. Reports. Well, no, they're not.
1: They're not. Well, they're not talking, they're not talking about, about it. On Fox. They're not talking about it on Fox and, and about like, how they've been lying to, openly lying to their viewers, um, which is not a surprise. Not to a surprise us, to us. You know, no, but yeah, I don't. I don't know how it's going to happen. But it, like, if people, what what happens if they catch wind? What happens if like if their audience is like, "Wait, you've been lying to us?" Will that make Change? a shift? Will that make a shift, or will they just go to to to, to Newsmax? You know, Good point. you know, like I just because you know Newsmax <laughs> telling the truth all the time. But you know, Fox but, you is know, the
0: number one rated, so yeah. you know there are still a ton of you know they may say they're going so, somewhere else, but force of habit, that's where they watch, and they're not getting the truth. And I, I don't know that they're getting the truth. That they're not getting the truth. That's what I yeah. really am worried yeah, yeah,
1: about. Yeah, oh, it's willfully putting your head in the sand is what it seems like to me. It's 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 these are it's strange times. It is strange times, and I don't understand. I think woke is now the new PC. Yes, it is. Woke is now the new politically That's correct. Right. That is what they have. They are yes. taking this term, mm-hmm. uh, which to now make it be mean political they're, correctness. They're vilifying. All they're, of, it. They're, of course, they're vilifying it as they did with PC culture, and it's like you know what? It's not even about woke culture. It's just about it's a, just about being aware. What's the opposite of woke? Asleep. Yes. Okay, so they're just going to be asleep.
0: Just pretend. Just be asleep. Blithely
1: ignorant uh, to other people's struggles, to other people's stories, to other people's needs. To the truth. You know. To yeah, that's the part that I'm just. I come on, everybody, snap to it. Get out. Know? I
0: will say, <clears throat> you know. And I've been saying this for a long time. Donald Trump has no chance, in my opinion, of getting reelected. People are, they're moving away from him, but they're moving towards their newfound favorite shiny thing, which is, of course, DeSantis. Yeah. Uh, Repackaged for your, you know, for your enjoyment. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think most people know what happened. Uh, January sixth, most people most yeah, people. you In know, that will, know that whole that whole
1: part. I'm not even I'm not really mm-hmm. worried about that because it just seems like what are you doing? You had forty four thousand hours or whatever it was uh, of footage, mm-hmm. and you're gonna show like a minute and a half of people walking around. You know, great. That's from those other cameras. I think that I'm not really worried about because there's also there's just a small percentage of people who are just will not believe right. because they are they drank the kool-aid yes. There, whatever, yeah, whatever is going on with them uh the thing that i'm worried about is just the fact about this weird the the weird boogeyman that is now being presented as I know. you know us queer folks people primarily that,
0: people that care about racism people that care about women people that care about the you know moving forward we're all considered woke and therefore it is bad how can that be
1: i don't understand i don't i don't i don't know because we're aware. That's what it's all about. It's just increasing your awareness. drives me crazy. So that's happening on the national level. And here in Chicago, we've got a mayoral race that's going to be coming up. We've got a runoff between uh, Paul Vallis and Brandon Johnson. There were a Mm -hmm. couple of mayoral forums that happened this week. I caught one of them. Uh, What did you think? Well, you know, (laughs) they were both, (laughs) you know, I'm not thrilled
0: with either choice, to be honest, but I will be going, of course, anybody but paul Vallis. um my feeling is i know a lot of quote unquote liberal democrats who are voting for paul Vallis, and all i can say is i guess they think that we've had democratic mayors for years and it's time to have a republican
1: well but he's not a republican oh, oh but they played
0: but he, tape oh. of him and, oh yeah no i'm, you I'm know, we yeah we know so that's how i look at him he is a republican in in democratic uh, clothing and uh,
1: People don't so why, care. But 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 why? What is their reason? that Crime. So his, his think,
0: message was it was brilliant on crime because he focused his whole campaign on it and how tough he's going to be, and that's what people want to hear.
1: But even in these debates, has he been doing that like good job? Because Brandon Johnson, I, mean, I believe, I you know, he's not this whole you know. People have t- taken that whole term "defund the police" right. and and run with it, mm-hmm. you know. And he and they called up Brandon Johnson right. for saying "defund the police," and he's like, "No, let's not defund the police. Let's define the police. You know, let let's figure out what exactly their definition is." And his, they both want to be tough on crime, but they have different approaches to it. And the way that they're looking at it is, uh, Paul Vallis wants to put more cops on the street, uh, and. Uh, and Brandon Johnson wants to invest in communities. You know, when you're investing in the people to take care of things. You know, that that's that I think is a very, very big difference. You have somebody who wants to uh, put more money in the police department, which has not worked. It hasn't worked. You know, we've mm-hmm. had trying to be tough on crime, but you have somebody, uh, Brandon Johnson, who's looking to uh, divert more money into uh, uh, mental health care. Uh, Which is care, needed. And um, I agree with take, him. On that. Like, defining the roles of the police, taking away responsibilities that they should not have. Yeah, I know. And putting investing that into other job opportunities and to invest in the communities to help them thrive. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm.
0: Well, you know, they Vallis pointed to the fact that, you know, we're 1,700 police short, I think is the number. Lori Lightfoot had the same issue. You know, she was also concerned that we were 1,700. So his point is, you know, it's the same thing. I mean, neither one of them that can control that there's, that, that police are quitting and not wanting the job. You know, they can't, they have to do something different. And I think uh, Johnson, Brandon Johnson's plan might give police maybe a better a view of of the job, if they know that their job is defined one way and there's other people to support them for the things that they can't, or aren't equipped to handle.
1: Yeah, I don't... Uh,
0: because I don't, we can't get, you know, people don't want the job. I mean, it's it's not just, it's not, he's, he's not reinventing the wheel by saying, I need to hire 1,700 more police. We are short, these police, and we have been. We're short in the districts. I live in, you know, in the uh, 19th District, and our police, for years, have been sent to other areas. But now the you know, chickens are coming home to roost because people have been taking advantage of the fact that there's less police in our in our area. And there's been a lot of crime. Mm-hmm. so I don't know that, you know Paul Vallis has got a great new concept of wanting to hire more police. He's just trying to hire the amount that we are short. Uh, and I, I I don't know one poll, Vallis's poll said he was ahead. Johnson's poll said he was ahead. yeah. We'll see. It'll be really interesting.
1: It's going to be an interesting couple of weeks.
0: And I I there. hope people aren't, you know, sadly we had too many candidates which diluted the whole thing. And it was—it's problematic. I—I I, I think that was ridiculous because everybody we talked to about it was like, I don't know, I'm conflicted. You know, it was tough. It wasn't. Yeah, like... well,
1: because you wanted to like—if you wanted to vote for your candidate that you really were behind, but like, oh, but they're not in the top three. But they're not in the top three. So, it's going to be a wasted uh, vote. vote. Yeah. So
0: now I'm wondering how, if there's apathy with these two. You know, are people—you uh, know—I don't out? think so.
1: Like, I think people were waiting for the for well, that I, reason I, for the runoff. I hope so. You know, I hope we
0: have a good turnout.
1: Well, it seemed like that's what happened the last go round. Right. You know, with when Mayor it, Lightfoot. With Mayor Lightfoot. Yeah. That's, but, that's, and, that's what and got her office Winkle. people came out people came out you know and it's because it's, it's, she was not polling very no great. she was not
0: at all she came you know kind of came up out of nowhere but,
1: you know yeah
0: so we we'll see april april 4th we'll, we'll find out
1: and we'll see we'll see and you know vote. Everybody vote. 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 go out there and vote don't and, leave it up to everybody else and you know so i used to live in memphis tennessee i'm kind of focused. On, see what's going on down in that state to see all my friends and loved ones, what's happening over there. Mm. Look, th- it, things are getting a little scary. Truthfully, uh, yeah, down in Tennessee, just, uh,
0: more than a little.
1: You know, um, this past week, the Tennessee House they passed a bill which allows anyone to refuse to solemnize a marriage if they have religious or conscientious conscience-based <laughs> objections. Uh, the Senate is considering a similar bill, and if it becomes a law, it can be used against same-sex, interracial, and interfaith couples, as well as couples that include a transgender person. So, this is opening a door to discriminate. Yeah,
2: I so but her. it's
1: like wait, 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 so we're going back to what's her butt, Kim Davis? Oh God, was the, that yeah, the, yeah. The, the the grumpy cat yeah, lady grumpy cat. from Kentucky? Right, you know who was refusing to pass out marriage like, mm-hmm. like this is like based on her you based know, on her world. strong religious yeah, beliefs, right. deeply held religious mm-hmm. beliefs. You know that's the same thing that that's what this bill is proposing is that people can refuse. Yeah. It's th- what, but it's the law of the land. It's and just because it's your personal I don't how all the time I keep wondering how is this affecting you? How is it that these two well, people we getting married? Ask. I know. What is a, but a trans, trans person doesn't.
0: how does a trans person living their real authentic self affect you?
1: It doesn't. At all, it makes you uncomfortable.
0: But they're This is their punching bag. It's their boy.
1: punching bag thing. But he also, at the same time, uh, this week, the lieutenant governor of Tennessee uh, was kind of busted, uh, leaving comments on a uh, on a Twink's Instagram account. Lots of fire emojis. He's a nice Thanks. married man. He's a nice married man and married mm. to a
0: woman down there in Tennessee and he just, you know, was just happened to be on that side.
1: I did help with support. He he said he was encouraging young people.
0: Encouraging young people.
1: Encouraging yeah. young mm-hmm. people.
0: And he's an anti you know, he's one of these guys that always, you know, with anti gay bills and anti trans bills. Yeah. He's at the forefront of that, yet he's on that website.
1: Hmm. Well, Instagram is on the web Herb I mean, everyone's Instagram, on Instagram. Yeah. But he's looking at um, underwear looked, clad butts yeah how did he get there You know, <laughs> boy butts and the
0: fact that he commented with his own you know his handle or whatever I mean it was his, it's, clearly his
1: it's clearly him, it's him. Clearly, yeah it's so like I don't
0: yeah y'all that's how they are y'all they're, they're like you know their fear of themselves I think is what their problem is a lot of them
1: you know oh yeah it's making mm-hmm. like, me think the lady doth protest Not too much exactly
0: that is exactly. You know. Mm-hmm. That lady did. Yeah. That lady that protested. Lady that profession.
1: lady didn't protest very much. It's... That lady was like, "Girl, you look good." Fire, 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 she couldn't fire, fire. Okay, can you know, help herself. Just can help herself. But I'm just encouraging the young people. Just encouraging. I'm the, encouraging the, young, the young people of Tennessee. Mm. But meanwhile, do not do drag in public. You know and what? I'm going to legislate I, against you. I might not want to um I'll give you a marriage certificate so that you can get married because of my deeply held religious beliefs. But let me tell you, you sure looks sp- sure well on look- that speedo. You sure look great in those panties. So mm. all right. Well there we go. Hypocrisy. Yeah. Alive and well oh, in the state sure. of Tennessee. Yep. Uh hey, listen, we need to take a break because we actually have a guest coming yes, out. We do? I'm very, very excited. Uh, we're gonna take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to be speaking with playwright Lisa Langford about her uh, the world premiere of her play, How Blood Go, uh, presented by Congo Square Theater Company at Steppenwolf. So stick around. You are Listening to Out Chicago right here on WCPT. I'm Jane Eyer with Tricone Chicago. Welcome back to Out Chicago on WCPT. And welcome back to Out Chicago. Scott Duff here along with Ellen Miller, rolling along mm-hmm. on a beautiful spring day oh, here yes in Chicago. Springing we are forward. dancing be- between the snowflakes and we have sprung forward. We all time traveled. And everyone's a little punchy. And
0: it may be, they're saying, could be the last time. They're they're talking about ending it after this.
1: Oh, I thought you were basically talking about springing forward. Spring forward. Great. I thought, like, it's the last time for snow? No, no. Like, wait, what?
0: For springing forward.
1: Oh, yeah. that's Well, We'll they've been talking about that. I don't think that's...
0: They have, I know.
1: I don't know. know? Well. Be okay with me. Look, here... um, with everything, but is by like banning books and like limiting knowledge to to people uh, across the country and everything. I think we need to turn to our artists to mm. illuminate truth. Uh, you know, which uh, you know, I love that. I'm all about. Who doesn't? Come on, artists, mm-hmm. come through. And and one of my favorite companies. Uh, uh, Congo Square Theater Company uh, is presenting the world premiere of How Blood Go by Cleveland based playwright Lisa Langford, which is a a provocative and, let's just say, wholly topical story of two family members who are subject to medical experiments without their consent 50 years apart. Uh, And joining us now is playwright Lisa Langford. Lisa, welcome to the show.
2: Hi, thanks for having me. Oh
1: my goodness, thank you for taking time out of your busy weekend to join us today. Um the performances started yesterday, right? How did Yes they did. How'd it go?
2: I don't know yet. Oh, uh, no! I'm Still in, still in I'm Cleveland still in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. And today is also my birthday. So what? Happy, birthday happy birthday, Lisa. Lisa. Thank you so much. Oh my gosh. You know, every- Everything I've heard is like it's going really well, and 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 audiences are loving it. So let's let's keep that up. All
1: right. Well, okay. So when are you coming into town?
2: Uh, Wednesday. Okay, am Really excited.
1: Okay, yeah. good, 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 good. Look, uh, Lisa, I'm so excited about uh, this play. Um, can you tell our our uh, listeners a little bit more about the, you know, like springing forward? There's a time traveling mm-hmm. <laughs> aspect kind of thing that goes on within How Blood Go. Uh, tell us a little bit more about it.
2: Sure, sure. um well, the impetus to write this came from an ancestor of mine. He was my grandfather's uncle, and his name was Green Adair, and he was patient zero zero one in the Tuskegee syphilis experiment and I kind of always knew about him because I think when I was a junior in high school, um, our family got some money as part of a settlement um, that there was a class action suit against the u s government they won and and our family got some money. Because he was basically allowed to die of syphilis yeah. under uh, government doctor's care. And I, I was just like really curious about him. Um, and then years later, I found out he had a sibling who became a doctor, and I just thought it was really interesting that one brother was a victim of the medical establishment, and one brother was part of it, mm, so yeah. I, I kind of wanted to write about that, and then um, I had a health scare myself, and I couldn't, I, I couldn't get diagnosed to save my life, <laughs> literally, um, and what, what had happened was... Um, my hair had started coming out and I went to this one doctor and he said, you black girls wear your hair too tight oh, and no. you will notice, you will notice in this mm. place that the line, you black girls do mm. X, Y and Z exist. So it was my own experience of like, just not being able to get people to sit and listen to me when I was talking about what I was going through mm-hmm. and having this ancestor. Um, and so uh, Quinn is kind of like my doppelganger Um and she's someone who has amazing health outcomes, but she finds out there's a, a cost to it, and, it's, and it has to do with race.
1: Okay. There's a lot wow. to chew on there. Yeah.
2: <laughs> there sure is. Isn't it? Just, just shut me up because I can talk forever. No, no, no! Go. no. We're
1: like go, go, go. So, so, here's the. This is okay. This is why I love theater. This is why I love artists. this Is why I love plays. This is why I love, um, you know, conversation around these topics, uh, because like your own personal experience, both with your your ancestral experience and your own lived experience. First of all. Uh, how you did not like lash out at the doctor when they said you black girls? So like, first of all, just <laughs> oh, stop right God. there. Just stop <laughs> like that. I'm like ah, 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 but you know there are things that that people don't know about that mm. people don't talk about, and it's like works like How Blood Go uh, that is now receiving its world premiere in the intimate 1700 theater at Steppenwolf Theater Company. Um, that I think is so vital to have these conversations and bring them to the fore. Like, for me, even personally, just to go, for my little personal history, uh, the first time I ever heard about the Tuskegee syphilis experiment was because of the play Miss Ever's Boys, uh, mm-hmm. which I saw at the Goodman Theater here in Chicago decades oh, ago. Yeah. But to, um, to and it's like, oh, there's there are things that we are not, that are not being told, there are stories that are not being told. Um, As you were creating this, how was your, um, like? what was your dramaturgical approach to it? Did you approach it from like, okay, we need to make sure that we are very historically accurate with like X, Y, and Z, um, and then flash forward to, you know, you black girls do X, Y, and Z, you know, that whole thing. Um,
2: no, not oh, at all. Fabulous, um, okay. And, and, and part of that is, well, I did do a lot of research, and one book that I cannot recommend enough is Harriet Washington's Medical Apartheid, and it's kind of the history of this struggle of of African Americans to be seen as human by the medical establishment from 1619 to the present. So it's it's a really amazing book. So I read that book. Um, I read another book called Bad Blood, which is about the Tuskegee syphilis experiment. I think it's like, to me, it's the most thorough one, but it's also theater and you have to sort of forget everything and then just write the story of these people and their relationships. And, and how being involved in these experiments affects their relationship. Lisa, what
0: did you learn from your research in, in writing this play? Is there anything that came to light that
2: you weren't aware of? Um, well, like I said, I always knew about it because it was a relative. But the thing that I never thought about is we, we focus on the men because it was I think there were like 600 men in this mm-hmm. experiment. Um, but what about the women that they went back to? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What happened to them? Because, mm-hmm. like you know, I mean, I'm assuming these men who had that's... syphilis also had sex with the women, mm-hmm. and and we don't think about how how bad healthcare affects whole communities. And that was the thing that where there's just a moment when the woman who loves uh, Bean, and that's the character that's based on my ancestor Green, it just says like, "Whatever you've got, I've got." Mm-hmm. And that, I think, like, kind of working on this and coming to that revelation was a big one to me, that it wasn't just hurting right. the men in the community. It was the women, and the women who couldn't have children because they were sterile because oh. of syphilis. Yeah, and that and was
0: left out of the, yeah. Uh, yeah, we didn't hear about that. That wasn't a focus. Yeah. yeah. Very interesting. Yeah, there's Thank so you. many
1: things that are, like, left out of history mm-hmm. that we don't he- hear the whole story mm-hmm. if we don't hear the whole story, right. you right. know? Mm-hmm. And,
2: and, and what's crazy is, like, right now we're in a time where it's almost illegal to teach some of this. Yes. And there's no, yes! it's like, uh. to me, that just says this information is powerful. These experiences that we're creating in the theater and we're passing this history on. Or And for me, I hope it inspires someone to learn more about what happened and wh- about what's going on right now in terms of like uh, racial inequities in medicine. Um, because Somebody doesn't like somebody. Ron DeSantis and his ilk don't want us to know about this. Yes. Yeah, to so me, that just says, well, "Give me a book. <laughs> How much more can I learn? Right. Because I'm, I'm not going to not know that." So. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so and uh, so with the play "How Blood Go," which is a world premiere, have I'm assuming this script has been like a living, breathing thing throughout the rehearsal process. Have you been making changes, or have you been able to get <laughs> in
2: to see rehearsals at all, or? I did, I did. I got to go there in February, and fortunately, I'm a native of Buffalo, New York, so... So, no problem Chicago with the weather. February. Yeah, <laughs> you got this. Mm. But you know what? It was cold. It was. I had to, I had to, like, <laughs> I had to pop into a Walgreens and get a, like an additional scarf. Right. Like, okay,
0: you, you yeah, welcome Buffalo to our dress. world. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, but I got to go to rehearsals And I have a wonderful partner In Tiffany, who is the director And Erica Ratcliffe, who is the um, artistic director They're just really wonderful And uh, Sarah Grace is also our dramaturg So between all of us Just the input and we're like How can we make this this moment stronger um, I got to rewrite and work on some things That I really wanted to And to hopefully improve them And make the piece better So it was just a wonderful process
1: Yeah, wonderful. And, and well, and it sounds like it's such an like, and again, this is such an important story to tell, not even just from the historical aspect with, you know, with the Tuskegee component there, but just contemporary, like as you were saying, with the issues that face communities yes. of color uh, when it Every comes to day. receiving yeah. medical care, you know, um, how yeah. I, I'm excited to see the play and I'm how do the two since there are two stories that are 50 years apart, are, are they are they in conversation with each other? Do they do they travel yeah. through
2: time? I mean, what's yeah. happening? Oh! That was, that, well, well, they don't travel through time. Okay. That's, that's another play. Darn, <laughs> but boom. they are in conversation with each other. And what's interesting for me, as in writing it, they were in conversation on, I'm sorry, I'm in mean, like my favorite store right now that's That's the little thing you're in (laughs) they're in conversation with each other on the page like that was an interesting way of writing for me like where at any moment the scene could be um 50 years ago or the present um so they're definitely in conversation and there's a brief moment where they kind of cross
1: love it love it. and so Mm -hmm. what what do you hope that audiences take away uh when they go see How Blood Go uh, at Steppenwolf 1700 Theater?
2: I hope that audiences... feel empowered and not just like black audiences, but women, um, people of color, that when you go into your health care provider, you're, you feel empowered to say, hey, wait, I need you to see me as a human being. I need you to take my concerns seriously. I need you to listen to me. And I need us to be in partnership so that I, I can have the best health care I can possibly get, because this is America and it doesn't make sense for, you know, doctors to be saying things like you black girls when you're here. I'm bad. Know. Like, gobsmacked. Uh, yeah, I'm, yeah, that's just terrible. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, it, seems- it, it It actually turned out to be, um, at the time, a life-threatening disease. Oh, no. And I, I can laugh now because, again, it's my birthday. I'm still here. I'm <laughs> celebrating. <laughs> but mm. I, what happened was I had a wonderful doctor who... He was a little skeptical, but I just said please, and he listened, and he saved my life. Oh, um, right. So I mean, when I when I write this, it's not just uh, you know frivolous like, oh, what shall I write about now? What shall I examine? It's about my own my own life, really. Yeah. I guess.
0: and hopefully to yeah, empower so people to to you know to, to overcome sadly what uh, what the medical profession has. You know, done to people of color over the years.
2: Um, yeah, yeah, and and women and, and women. Is, I mean, women. I don't, I don't really go into this this much, but you know, you think of all the, all the drugs that were tried on men because you know they think women are too silly to know when they're pregnant, so they don't use us in the the test studies. And it's like, wait, there's a difference between women and men, and we need, we yeah. need our concerns uh, paid attention to. So, I mean, I hope anyone who has any. Any relationship, any interaction with the doctor sees this and says, you know what, I'm going to stand up for myself. Yep. It's right. worth it. Well, Absolutely. everybody
1: needs to run and not walk to go see How Blood Go, and it's by Lisa Langford and its world premiere by Congo Square Theatre Company. Uh, uh, it's now playing at Steppenwolf 1700 Theatre through April 23rd. Uh, for tickets, go to steppenwolf.org. Lisa Langford, congratulations. Happy birthday. Happy and,
2: birthday and break Lisa.
0: legs. I'm glad you're at that favorite oh. store of yours on your birthday. <laughs> Sounds like you're buying yourself you something. Thanks.
2: I am. Beautiful. Thank you guys so much. Uh, I really appreciate it. All right,
1: legbird, break a leg, and we got to go. Uh, uh, the next hour about Chicago coming up, Brad, for th- some news.
0: I'd like to welcome you to WCPTAM's Out Chicago. Think of us as Sunday brunch with your gay best friends. Now, please welcome your host, Scott
1: Duff. Welcome back to the second hour of Out Chicago. Scott Duff here, along with Ellen Miller. Yes, we are. Look, it's, I'm so excited today is Gay Super Bowl. Yeah, I'm excited <laughs> too. I've like, loved love the Oscars, Oscars since I was a kid, since I was a little Look, kid. Look, I just have a clue. I'll have to show it to you during a break, but okay. uh, uh, Jerry sent me a, a, a link to a... Uh, 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 a, a, a red carpet an oscar red carpet from the 70s with like telly savalas and, oh i was and, watching yeah. i was watching i know he's from great. My
0: village in greece really yes he's from the same are you village. related i don't uh, he hasn't I come up i don't know you, you might need 23 and me I, I do opa i, I didn't see any Savalises, but i'll have to take another well, you look.
1: never know you never, never know. know so uh-huh. yeah so we're uh look i'm so excited for this second hour we're going to be uh we're th- we're celebrating art. We're celebrating uh, community. We're celebrating life. Yes, we That's are. That's what we should be doing. Yes, we are. we got to try to put a positive force out there. Uh, a little bit later on this hour, we're going to be uh, chatting with Luke uh, Romsberg from the Center on Halstead. Uh, he is a part of the uh, community and cultural team, which uh, hosts a wide variety of, of programs for our community. Uh, and one that popped out to me is uh, uh, Transformers, which is a social gathering for parents of trans folks that happens monthly. So it's kind of like a a community building support support network. Yeah, that's happening there. And uh, you know, Jerry Dye is, is, is in the opera world, and I have become a fan of the opera world. And let me tell you, opera baritone, Lucia Lucas, the first transgender woman to sing a leading role in a standard work at an American opera company, is making her lyric opera mm. debut wow. in the world premiere of Proximity. Girl, you need to run, don't walk to their website to look at the design, the production design alone for for this Opera that's going to be coming up. Uh, it's actually a trio of new American operas that confront head-on some of the greatest challenges affecting modern society. It's opening up on March 24th, and we are lucky enough to have Lucia Lucas with us on the phone. Lucia, welcome to Out Chicago. Hi. Thanks for having me. Oh my. God. Okay. Just. Uh, You'd love to hear your your lovely voice, velvety voice just coming over the my, my headphones right now. I um you, you I watched a little documentary yesterday, uh, called The Sound of Identity, um, which is uh, focuses on you and it follows in part your 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 US debut in Don Giovanni as Don Giovanni. Um First of all congratulations on that congratulations on proximity congratulations on uh, the lyric debut um for how how are you doing first of all let's just let's just get that out of the way how are you
4: I'm doing well I'm really enjoying being back in Chicago Oh fabulous fabulous um
1: look one thing that that stood out to me while watching this this particular documentary um you you are a force of nature you 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 are uh, are a a, a confident human being moving through the world and through art um i want to know when when was this film shot because it was uh it was released in 2020 so i'm assuming it had to been shot earlier um yeah when when was it when was this made
4: yeah, that was made um, a little bit less than four years ago. It was in two thousand nineteen in the spring. Okay, um, and I think the show opened early May, so it was most of April. Okay,
1: now the only reason I'm asking is there were a couple, there were some moments that really stood out to me, um, and I want to know ha- have things changed for you since making of this film. In particular, there was a a moment with the conductor, I believe, who said that um, people wouldn't look at you when you sang. They loved to hear your voice, but they could not somehow watch you because the the disconnect between body and voice was just too much for them. How have things changed for you as a performer, as an opera singer, since this is made?
4: (sighs) I mean, well, if, if somebody doesn't want to look at me, that's their problem. Right. I
1: mean, <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> you know, True.
4: True. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to do what I'm going to do, and I'm going to make my art. And, and if people like it, that's great. And if people have to look away to enjoy my art, I mean, that's, that's on them. I, I think they'll make peace with that. And, um, you know, a, a low voice coming out of a woman isn't that weird. Right. Um, I think that I think that when it's a younger woman, I think our, our brains are less wired at the moment to deal with that. But but I really don't think it's a big jump. And if you talk to people, you know, they say, "Oh yeah, well the first five minutes, um, you know, it, it, it took a sec, but after that, it wasn't a problem." So, I, you know, the the whole thing is you, you can't make people happy and you can't make people like you and you just sort of have to live your life and um you know maybe maybe they maybe they turn away for for a little bit but then they then they look at me and they enjoy the show
1: yeah all right mm-hmm. well good good and and how um how, how was the did the the, the film would did that help springboard your career i mean you 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 it in the documentary, you were saying that you've been making. You are you are a professional opera singer. You this is how you make your living. This is how by doing your art, um, have you had to? Do you feel like a trailblazer? I mean, that sounds like such a cheesy term, but do you feel like you are are actively having to bust down doors or are people like oh we need Lucia for this for this.
4: Well, I think even before uh, the pandemic started, before this film was released, um, Chicago was already interested in me for this piece. I mean, that's how far back world premieres go. Right. So I don't think I don't think that that film necessarily had an effect on the casting of of this show. But yeah, I mean, the more people hear about you, the the better, the better that is yeah. for 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 performers for sure. Yeah, the more the more exposure you get to different people. I think that the one of the big things was people in the U.S. to understand that I am open to working here because often when people go to Europe, they think, oh, they exist there. Um, and while I still live in Europe, I work a lot in the U.S. And I think that putting myself out there saying, yeah, I would like to to work in the U.S. as well as Europe. I think once people knew that, I think that that's helpful. You know, of course, they have to like you. But like, um, I think putting that into the universe is also important.
0: Yeah. Do, do you feel like acceptance is is easier in Europe than it is here, for you?
4: Um, on a personal level, maybe uh, because of the political climate, but professionally, I think people are are more accepting here.
1: Well, we're lucky that you are here yeah. because you are a part of this uh, new. Evening of Operas, Proximity, a trio of new American operas. Uh, there's The Walker's Night and Four Portraits, which you are in. Uh, what, can you tell us a little bit about Four Portraits?
4: Sure, Four Portraits is written by Caroline Shaw, um, who is, uh, first of all, an amazing human um, and an amazing composer and uh, really, uh, does an amazing job with a variety of styles and to have, to have her make an opera and to be in that opera. I'm, I'm incredibly honored. Um, listening to her partita for eight voices, which I definitely recommend everybody, um, uh, is sort of a window into, into her artistry and, and Proximity is an extension of her artistry. And I, 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 I'm thrilled to be in this production. It's been such a special learning moment. And I think the audience will walk away from Proximity with an idea of what opera can be. Because I I think opera doesn't have to be limiting. We don't have to confine ourselves to works that were written more than a hundred years ago. I think opera is at its best right now with new music. I think there's a wonderful renaissance happening right now, specifically in the U.S., with new opera.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yes, yes, I, I am, I am married yes. to a librettist. So yes. So, yes, so, I uh, so I understand that. Um, you said that this has been a big uh, learning experience for you. What, what exactly have you learned?
4: Well, in opera, um, especially if we're doing, you know, Mozart or Verdi or something like that, we we have an idea of the style but when we're doing a composer whose works we've never performed before, um, I think we, we owe it to them to study their musical language and she, her musical language is fascinating. Um, going back to chant through, through uh, jazz ensemble, through opera, um, I think the, the entire night is, is, is fascinating. And to have three different composers, uh, we just did a, a run through chronologically of the piece yesterday, and to to hear the mix of all these pieces, it's it's wonderful. It's wonderful, and and I know that the last I'm 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 fairly certain that the last show is going to sell out because it, as soon as people finish watching the show, they're going to be buying tickets for another show to see it again to come back. It's- so. I'm sure. I'm. I'm sure that it is. It is a very, very important piece, and it's a beautiful piece, and um, this is a very special moment. And of course, if you can see the world premiere, if you can see the first night, I think there's going to be an amazing energy with it, and it's going to be a very, very special experience that you will not forget. Mm-hmm. But make sure to get your tickets whether it's for opening night or one of the other nights, make sure to get your tickets now because after opening night, the rest of the shows are going to be really difficult to find a ticket for.
1: 100%. That's great to hear. 100%. So this is as... I, I love to hear you know I I come from the theater and comedy world and I have my own process but I love hearing the the processes of of other artists about you know how you're saying well this is a world premiere in order for me to do it justice I need to do my homework <laughs> be the Meryl Streep of opera you know she does her homework uh, you doing your homework to invest like okay what is what are the styles what is what is her work like. Um, how do the three different operas, since these are all world premieres, one of which was written, the libretti was written by Anna Devere Smith, uh, a renowned theater artist, um, how do the three operas, are they in conversation with each other? Do they bounce ideas, reflect ideas,
4: or is it just three,
1: yeah, three snapshots yeah. that, that kind of give you an evening?
4: Anna is an amazing human first of all, and I'm, I'm very thankful that she has come into the room. She's, she's been in this process with us and been available for discussion. Um, I think that the interplay between the three artists is uh, thanks to our director, Yuval Sharon, and he's also an amazing human. I worked with him back a long time ago in, in Germany, also on New Opera. Um, and I think that the interplay between the three operas the, the reason why it works is because of him and his vision
1: love it I'm very excited mm-hmm. um and actually speaking of Germany I was speaking with uh, uh, an old roommate of yours Ben Hilgert from from Germany, um, oh, yes. So we're trying to. I, love that. I know we're trying to get him here to to see the the opening night of of your, of your wow. opera. That's um, anyway, that's that's a side oh, note. Um, so, mm-hmm. um, but my question for you and I <laughs> that I have for most opera singers, you know, just again, my first introduction to you was this film, um, The Sound of Identity. I cannot wait to see you on stage in proximity at the Lyric Opera. But when when was the when was the first moment? Do you remember the first moment when you opened up your mouth and that sound came out and you were like, oh,
4: I, I, have, I have a gift? Do you- well, you know, I was, I came into my university as a, as a horn player and it wasn't until the the, the second semester of my studies, that I became a double major with voice. And um, in the end, I'm, I'm very thankful to my, my horn professor, Pete Nolan, in uh, California State University Sacramento, um, because he had a really honest conversation with me um, about what was next, what was, what was next after my undergrad. And he said, you know, voice seems easier for you. It seems really natural for you. And it's like, not that you couldn't be a horn player, but like, it seems like voice comes really easy to you. Mm. And that sort of honesty, um, was really what I needed to hear in that moment. So I wouldn't say there was a, a Eureka moment for like when I knew what I had, but if there was one, it probably was that, even though it was more practical.
1: Right. Right. Well, let me tell you, 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 the velvety tones that are coming out of you Mm. right now are are rivaled only by the the magnificent sounds that come forth when you're actually performing opera. And I cannot wait to go see the world premiere of Proximity, which begins March 24th at Lyric Opera. Uh, As Lucia said, it's going to sell out because this is something special. This is something that you, that we haven't seen. Again, the production elements look mind-blowing, what's happening, and to, if you've never been to an opera, um, this is one that you should go check out. Go to the Lyric and, and be in that room and see, see human beings do incredible things. Um, Lucia, thank you for taking time out. I know you're, you're rehearsing and your your schedule is full. Uh, so toy, 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 as you head towards toy the, toy. The, the opening. Uh, and thank you so much for your time today.
4: Thank you so much. If you have a chance to see the, the world premiere, it's going to be electric.
1: Wow.
0: Thank you for that. It,
1: it will be we'll electric. Yeah. Boogie, woogie, woogie, boogie
0: <laughs> To quote
1: a famous song. That's my extent. Lucia Lucas, uh, thank you so much for joining us today. And uh, Toy Toy Toy, we'll see you on the 24th. Thank you. See you there. Thank you. Uh, we've got to take a quick break. And when we come back, there's more out Chicago uh-huh. right after this. I'm Honey West. Welcome to Out Chicago on WCPT. And welcome back to Out Chicago. Scott Duff here, along with Ellen Miller, rolling along on a beautiful, yes. beautiful March day. Oh, it's lovely. We'll dance between the snowflakes <laughs> and and call each other. Friend. I don't know what's <laughs> happening. I don't know where I'm going with that at all. Yeah, I was waiting here. I was waiting ah, here, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and we, we'll dance between the snowflakes and meet each other at the center on Halstead. Oh, yes, we there will. Yeah, that's what we'll do. Uh, and when we do that, we'll be there because, the uh, look. We love that place. We love that building, that whole center, the people that make that building. Mm -hmm. Uh, And uh, Center on Halstead's community and cultural team, they create and host a wide variety of programs for our community. Uh, One of which is a program called Transformers, Mm -hmm. which is a social gathering for uh, the parents of trans folks. And joining us now from Center on Halstead is Luke Rumsberg. Luke, welcome to the show.
3: Hi Scott. Hi Alan. Happy to be here. Thanks for coming Thank you so with. much
1: for taking time out on your on this beautiful Sunday to <laughs> uh, to uh, to join us today. <laughs> um, I, you know, Center on Halsted is one of my favorite organizations here in Chicago. Uh, again, it's much more than a building. It is the people that are inside of it and the programs that you are offer that you offer. Um, talk to me about uh, transformers.
3: Sure. Um, well, I, first of all, I can say I started. At Center on Halstead in November of 2021, um, I'm the youth, uh, the director of the youth housing program there. So Transformers was a little bit outside of my typical duty, but when I learned about it, uh, obviously I was super interested. And as a as a licensed therapist, it's not necessarily a therapy group, but um, I was very interested in getting involved. Uh, and as you said, it is for parents of of trans youth. Uh, when we say youth, we're talking about people from uh, various ages, you don't have to be little kids, but we do have, you know, single-digit youth as well as people in their 20s, um, again, from all walks of life, and uh, Transformers is, is not meant to be, uh, like I said, a therapy group, it's more of a social gathering. Um, you come, uh, you, you get this place to chat and a safe area to kind of exchange ideas, um, you maybe have some snacks, maybe a glass of wine, um, but... It's a place, a safe place where you can ask questions and share resources and help support one another. Um, and ultimately, it's a place where parents can come and relax and feel comfortable and know that they're increasing their knowledge base and helping to build relationships with like-minded people.
1: Yeah, which is so important, especially, you know, in this this current climate that we're in where, you, you know... Uh, with the with the right, their their whole playbook is usually to you uh, know organize discontent. Uh, right now, they seem to be really focused on uh, the LGBTQ community, particularly trans mm-hmm. folks. Mm-hmm. Um, so. I can only imagine what a, like a, a wonderful release and relief it is to have a group like Transformers to uh, to get together and, as you said, to to increase their their knowledge base, to just to have a, a place to commiserate and to be in a room where people really understand what folks are going through. Um, wh- what are some of the the issues that are facing parents of? trans folks you know I'm sure that it changes as as the you know depending on the age of the child uh, you know mm-hmm. how what are some of the issues that the that folks are facing
3: yeah it, it definitely you're you're spot on it definitely depends on the the age of a child yeah. but, you know we about Issues again. Like I said, we have some youth who are in single digits. They're they're joining different schools and trying to navigate that environment, as well as trying to navigate the different health systems, which can be complicated and often time consuming. Um, in terms of some of the older youth, you know, how to navigate college and um, making sure, because you did mention, you know, the onslaught of anti-trans bills that have been passing recently. Mm-hmm. So there's concern about, you know, what states are safe to go to college. Um, we also talk about working environment and Um, You know, the parents have a lot of questions about maybe what the future holds for their children professionally. So it's uh, a whole gambit of of things. And then on top of that, you know, mental health and physical health. Uh, So we really, you know, we cover everything, I feel like.
1: Well, and it sounds like you're doing a great job, you know, covering it. These are the resources for, for the youth, young people. But is there, do you also offer, you know, resources for the, the parents themselves, you know, aside from, again, this group has got to be, you know, just wonderful to be like a grounding moment, you know, for every third Thursday, once a month, I get to be with these people. Do you, are there services or, or, or say that there are, you know, folks out, out there that are listening who are, you know, there. this sounds like my family, um, do you have resources for the parents to, for their own self care?
3: Yes. So we, we try to bring in resources. and That's something that we're still building on finding, you know, appropriate people to come in and talk about what it's like to be trans and working today and what it's like to be involved in different things today as a trans person. Uh, the, the parents are actually also very resourceful. They, they find people and they will recommend them to me, and I I reach out from there and try to get them to to come to the group. Um, we just had a, a group called Gender Cool that was in a month ago to oh, share resources.
1: Love Gender Cool, awesome. Gira, she's amazing. Yep.
3: <laughs> um, yeah, that was that was that was great. You know, it was an awesome time for them to be able to talk and learn more about that. Um, and then the parents also. They run um, a Discord server, uh, which is a, a social media app that people aren't familiar, where you kind of create a small community on there. And it can be private. You know, we keep ours private to keep it safe. But it's a way that they can directly share information with each other, links, you know, different connections that they've made, uh, things like that, that make it very quick and easy to, to share knowledge with each other.
0: Luke, is it a challenge at all to uh, to get parents of trans kids to participate? And, you know, how do you how do you reach out to them?
3: So actually, I, I will say when I started this group, there was already maybe or not started. But when I came into this group, there was maybe eight to 10 people that have been attending Um like solidly every meeting, uh, probably more than that who were involved, but they they find us. Um, mm. They reach out. We, we post things on social media. We get newsletters out and then people email me. It's really easy to get in contact with me if you're interested in, in joining. You can just call the center up um, and one of the people at the front desk will surely direct you to me. You could leave a voicemail for me and I'll give you a call back um, from there we invite you to a meeting. You can uh, uh, come to that and see you know, how, how you like it. And then we put you on the email list, which keeps you in touch with everybody, and then they get you on the Discord. So it's pretty simple to, to get involved and people,
1: people reach out regularly.
0: Wonderful, and our listeners. Yeah. If they're hearing, they're, they they just heard from you on how to how to reach you. So that's great.
1: Yeah, Thank yeah, you. yeah. So if this is if this story mm-hmm. sounds like your story, and you're like, oh, you know what? I could use a little little help mm-hmm. and a little support for my kiddo and from and for myself. Reach out to the center on Holstead. Um, so at, at, later this month on the thirty first, it's it's Trans Day of Visibility, uh, which is a day of celebration and to acknowledging the the wonderful uh, uh, achievements and and accomplishments that, that trans folks have, have made to society. Uh, is Do you have some fun stuff that's planned for the Center on Halstead for Trans Day of Visibility?
3: Oh, yes. Of course. Um, that's something that, so the Youth and Family Services Department has been organizing programming for that. Um, for Trans Day of Visibility, on uh, the 31st, we're having a youth poetry night. Um, we're getting catering uh, from Genevieve's Bakery. I don't know if you're familiar with that. Oh,
1: We've had yes. Genevieve oh. on the show. Right when she <laughs> opened up. There was back in the day when we actually could have people in and the she studio. she brought us and she the brought most us. fantastic <gasps> cupcakes. Oh, yes. Yep. They're so good. <laughs> she, I'm Sorry. so happy here. Sorry. She's, we got very excited about Genevieve. She's doing so well still,
0: because, you know, she, you know... Yeah. It's always a challenge to, to open any kind of uh, bakery, and she's doing great. So great! I'm Sorry glad she's about part that. of that, but we love her. So thanks for bringing uh, her uh, up.
3: No, you have to rave about Genevieve, right? The, the, yeah, the, the, um, But yeah, we're getting catering from from her, and then we have a uh, trans poet and author uh, named H Mel. They use they them pronouns. They'll be emceeing the event. Uh, the event is open to the entire community, um, but will be specifically featuring trans, non-binary, and gender-expansive ex- youth poetry. So um, we're going to see performers from the ages of about 13 to 24, but the entire community is invited uh, for that night. And then prior to that, two weeks prior, actually on St. Patrick's Day, uh, the Natural, National Poetry Foundation is coming to center uh, to help the youth learn how to write a poem and to how to perform the piece on stage so that way they can feel confident and prepared when it comes time for, for them to step on stage. Uh, and we are still accepting people for that. You don't need to register for the workshop. You could just show up. Again, St. Patrick's Day, uh, 13 to 24. So that's uh, two of the things. And then also I want to quickly note um, – in anticipation for, for T-Dub, for Trans Day of Visibility, we are doing a gender gear giveaway of a 29th, uh, also for ages 13 to 24 years old. That is a day where CPS is out of school. We planned that perfect like on purpose, so that way uh, the youth have a day to come You know when they're out of school, that they could be in a safe area, come to Center on Halstead, and also uh, get some trans-affirming clothing.
1: Cool. And when you say gender gear, uh, some yeah. of our listeners might not know what that means. What, what does that mean? Mm-hmm.
3: Sure, um so like clothing that helps uh, support one 's gender identity. these could be binders you know for your chest or, or packers um, for uh, your, your lower region, um, but also just making sure that you have just general clothing that 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 ident- that you identify in terms of your gender, the so masculine presenting clothing, feminine presenting clothing. Um, so just a, a free giveaway for, for youth to come get those kind of items to make them uh, feel more secure in, in themselves.
1: Yeah, see, this is why we love Center on Halstead. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you. This is so great. Uh, uh, are there any other programs that are coming up that you would love to give a, a shout-out to, to be like, hey, we've got a lot of stuff I mean, happening I, here?
3: <laughs> I mean, I can't help it. Again, I said I'm the director of the youth housing program. I can't help but give shout out to my program. Um, we House eight youth. Uh, It's a transitional housing program. The youth come to us from all walks of life. We understand that everyone comes into the program with a different skill set. uh, And, you know, in the housing program, we cover all rent, we cover electricity, all utilities, internet, um, and it's a way for people who are housing insecure. A lot of people, you know, who have faced family dispulsion and um, family expulsion and, Uh, Mm -hmm. abuse essentially from the outside world can find a safe refuge in housing and we do whatever we can to help you build your goals uh, whether it's school or work uh, making sure that you have food resources and are uh, being able to get resources for your physical and mental health Um, and ultimately the goal of the program is to make sure that you can leave the program feeling independent and live independently so that's for 18 to 24 year olds Um, The majority of the people in the program are trans or non-binary, gender non-conforming identified, and they are all survivors of some form of violence. Um, So, again, we give a safe space for them to live and function and um, do our best to prepare them for
1: independence. Thank God you're there. I know. So with that housing initiative... um it does sound like space is limited. Is there a process in terms of like applying for for this space, or is there a time limit that each each individual has? Yeah, how do how do people yeah. if they want to get involved? How mm-hmm. this, I need this. How can mm-hmm. they do
3: that? Yeah, the space is limited. Unfortunately, like I said, we house eight. We are in the process of expanding. We're hoping within. Um, I can't say a date for sure, but the ideas are to be housing 24 to 30 youth in the future. Um, So we are growing, but it's pretty easy to to get on. I will say we have a wait list of about 15 people. Mm -hmm. There is no time limit for the program. It's not one of those kind of programs where, you know, it's like happy birthday. You hit this age. trying to move out. That's not how we function. Uh, Again, like we know everybody comes in at a different level. So some people need more time than others. Um, But again, if you want to get, if you need housing, uh, just reach out to Center on Halstead. Give us a call. They'll direct you right over to me. I'll start the process. It's very simple. You complete a questionnaire with our caseworker, um, and then she will, her name's Elena. She's great. Um, She will give you a rundown of the program. From there, you do a mental health assessment with me, uh, and we're just talking about, you know, your history and things like that, and, Then from there, I meet with my team. We see if this, you know, the person applying would be a good fit for our family, so to speak, that we have uh, in the program. And then you secure a spot on the wait list from there. So Mm -hmm. it's pretty simple. The whole process, you know, depending if you could do it in one
1: day uh, if if you needed to. Oh, wow. Great. That's great. Again, wonderful it's, resource. It's, see, that's Mm-mm. the whole thing, Center and Holstead. It's filled with incredible people doing incredible work uh, and providing wonderful programs and services uh, for our community. Yes. Uh, just want to make sure that we let everyone know that the Transformers, which is the social gathering for parents of trans folks, is the third Thursday of every month. And on the 31st, which is T Dove, uh, Trans Day of Visibility, sounds like it's going to be an incredibly and delicious, like mm. a, a powerful, uh, a, uh, evening of, of poetry, uh, spoken word, and cupcakes. And cupcakes, yes. And cupcakes. Mm-hmm. So, hey, we love that. It's want. Find out more information about all of the incredible uh, programming and the goings-on that's happening at Center on Halstead, Go to centeronhalstead.org. Luke Romsberg, thank you so much for taking time out today. Yes, and I thanks know, for your good work. Yeah, thank you for your good work. Because I know, like, you know, folks who work in nonprofit, you don't have time to, don't often get the time to rejuvenate and refill the well. So hopefully, you're able to rejuvenate and refill today. Thank you for taking a brief time of your of your rejuvenation time mm-hmm. to, to chat with okay. us.
3: <laughs> thank thank you for having me and giving us a you know a chance to share some of the awesome things we're doing. Absolutely
1: oh, 100%. Course. Again, I'm we are behind you 100% uh at the center on Halstead. Yep. Luke, have a fabulous day. Thanks Luke. You too. Thank you. Bye. All right, we've got to take a quick break and when we come back it is the final thrilling shopping moments about Chicago right here on WCPT. <laughs>
0: I'm proud to be Out Chicago, and you should be proud to be listening to Out Chicago on Chicago's Progressive Talk.
1: And welcome back to Out Chicago. Scott Duff here, along with Ellen Miller. Mm -hmm. Today, one of the Mm -hmm. holiest of high holy days (laughs) for the gays, it is Oscar night. Yes, it is. I'm very excited. And look, there's a lot of queer stuff that's been nominated this year. Do tell. Yeah, well, everything, everywhere, all at once. You, you're looking at me. See, mm. it's that gummy. <laughs> There's a big old Stephanie shoe She plays her, the queer daughter.
0: Oh, the one with yeah. the everything. Big. I gotta
1: watch it again. You
0: gotta watch it again. I, I gotta. I, and you know what? I read the other day that it's meant to be watched. Again. Multiple times, yes, because yes. so it's, it's kooky not just, yeah. and very strange. It is, it is. Yeah. especially if you didn't know what you were
1: getting into when you started watching. Right, so you've got everything everywhere yes. all at once. Okay. You've got that's, Tar, Kate yes, Blanchett, that's true. she's, I a, saw she's tar. a big, the whale, yes. Brendan Fraser. Yes, that's true. He yes, is a gay that's man right. that's going on that's there. Right. Um, apparently there are some um, uh, women talking, has queer content going on here. It mm. uh, yeah, includes a trans character in the key role. Uh, That's true. In women talking. That's true. Um, That's right. Glass Onion, although it's nominated for, uh, uh, I think, a best adapted screenplay. Yeah. Uh, Daniel Craig, hottie Daniel Craig, it's officially his character is gay in that, and married to Hugh Grant. I didn't see that one. You didn't? No, but (gasps) I'm going to now. It is so... Did you see the first Knives Out? No. Ellen Miller. Ellen Miller. Oh my gosh, you need to see I could it. watch it on the Jamie plane Lee too. Curtis is so fantastic in it. Like that whole Here's the thing about the whole glass onion yeah. series, mm-hmm. like the the knives out mm-hmm. series cuz I think it's turning into a franchise. Yeah, it, sounds like it, it reminds me of those incredible um Agatha Christie movies from like the, the late 70s, mm-hmm. early 80s with like you have a cast of like Bazillion people and they're all like, you know, remember Evil Under the Sun, you've got Maggie Smith and Diana Rigg and mm. uh, uh, oh who's uh oh, Planet of the Apes uh, uh Rodney McDowell, Dowell. You know, mm-hmm. um you have all of these people and they're they're in a glamorous location and a murder has happened and then some you have a a, a sleuth who figures it out. Mm, I love this kind of I know this. it's so much fun mm-hmm. it's so much fun. That's why uh, and that's what Knives Out is. And Glass Onion, a Knives Out story. A Knives Out story, yeah. Yes, and Daniel Craig plays this Southern detective. Hmm. I gotta check who it. was out. a homo gay?
0: I did not know that.
1: I wish that he. I wish that he was had was a wearing, a gay gay. Yeah, I wish he was a homo gay. Have <laughs> you, used, especially as James Bond? Mm. Oof! I still remember that one scene. Come on, coming Anyway, there, okay. we uh, but there's yeah, there's a bunch of the queer characters. Yeah, you that know, are, I, I guess
0: I'm just taking it for granted these days. It doesn't, str- you know, it doesn't even pop out at me anymore. It's Just like
1: yeah, it's like oh wait, there is that. It? Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. now because I
0: saw all those movies. Well, because
1: them. it's not about them right. coming out. Right, it's not it's just about th- part it's just, of it. It's just who it's they are. Who they are. Yep. It's so great yeah. and everything. Yeah. Um, so before we dive into nominations and predictions, I do, i have to say, I'm sad. Uh, this this week, uh, uh, Topol, star of Fiddler on the Roof, he died in 87. I didn't, I didn't
0: realize he was still alive. I thought he was dead too. This is awful. Then you get all sad awful. all over again when you realize he's died. I know, and then you I realize I would have appreciated why he was alive. I know, and I feel like yeah. I'm a bad
1: person for no, thinking that not. it was already dead. He hasn't dead. been in anything in a while. He That's he he played Tevya. For thirty-five hundred times, over three thousand wow. performances wow. of Tevya in Fiddler on the Roof, it's three thousand. It was like 3500 3, 3, performances
0: Classic of that. An iconic musical. It
1: totally. is, Everybody I did a hundred and thirteen performances of Noises Off, and I thought I was gonna die. <laughs>
0: Can you imagine
1: three thousand five hundred yeah. performances? And then he
0: never had to do another role again. That was it. I mean, that was him. Yeah,
1: I mean, he popped up here and there doing things. But like, what, what a legacy! Yeah. And then how it's kind of like Barbara Streisand. You know, when you think Funny Girl, it's Barbara Streisand. Yeah. You think Fiddler on the Roof, it's Topol. Topol. You know, did you ever did you ever see him? Because clearly, he had a chance. He had three thousand five hundred <laughs> chances to see him. Uh,
0: I saw. I've seen productions. I've seen the movie. I didn't see him.
1: I think I've seen. I got to see him. You did? Yes. Where? Uh, in St. Louis, oh. actually. He uh, uh, he came through. The, there's a giant outdoor theater in St. Louis called the Muni. Uh, seats ten thousand people. huh. Um, and wow. yeah, it's huge. Oh it's gigantic God. and it's fun and it's yeah. outside and the actors eat bugs because the bugs fly in, you know, and everything. But yeah. yeah, I got to see him do that. But the movie, I will always remember the movie. He's so good. Yeah. He was nominated for an Oscar for yeah, that. Yeah, it was
0: a great movie. I loved it. I love the songs. You know, people's they still those songs are still you know part of our our life you know you sing you know sunrise sunset I mean people sing them
1: at weddings oh I sing it every time every time oh, I just look if it. I were a rich man yeah, Gwen Stefani did it, it covered that <laughs> did she yes she yeah, did I didn't for realize her that. yeah for her for her solo debut anyway mm-hmm, that's it, of, but I'm sad about Topol well he lived a good life he lived a good night. eighty seven yeah eighty seven years old can't here. complain with that. Well, you can't complain, you don't know, you? but, you but yeah. why would you? Why would you? I don't know. You know. There we are. All right. So, Oscar noms. Yeah. Tell me, who are you rooting for? Who are you um, like? Who do you think's gonna win? I, actor
0: in a leading role: Brendan Fraser, The Whale. G- really? Yes. I. I did you see it? I have not seen it yet. Okay. I saw it. If you saw it, I think you'd agree.
1: Yeah. People are giving him He's been winning a lot, too. I think he won the SAG award. I had
0: no idea about any of it until we watched it, and I was like, okay, that guy's got to win the Oscar.
1: Yeah. It's a big transformation. He was a 600-pound And uh, and it's played It's just
0: There's something about the way his performance It's just It's it's, I don't know how to describe it, but it's it's very a very unique performance, I would say. Do
1: you think that he's gonna win over Austin Butler yes. from Elvis?
0: Yes, I do. Okay, that's now, my prediction. Now,
1: but here's the thing. Mm-hmm. But now, Academy, the Academy, loves a shiny biopic. They love I, a biopic.
0: Yeah, and I guess you know they're if you doing pl- rank choice voting in the last few years, which kind of throws. And I don't oh. quite. Yeah, that was oh, hearing about I'm not that. Not privy to that. So info. It's. Things can happen that aren't, you know. There can be surprises. Of course, of course, of there course. Can be surprises. But
1: so your 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 money's on my
0: money's on Brendan on Brendan Fraser. Yes, indeed.
1: I don't think I might be a contrarian. I think I might go with Austin Butler. Okay. For Elvis, simply because they like Hollywood it. loves a biopic. Okay. They love a biopic. Although you never know, Colin Farrell might sneak in there. He
0: was great. I finally saw about Banshees of in uh, Inna Inna Sharon Sharon. in Sharon and last week and cried. <laughs> During a certain part, I don't record for anybody. I know. But you know I, know, I didn't know what to expect so, in the movie. Yeah, <laughs> and it's so God. funny. I
1: lo- well, we'll get to that. Yeah. And we'll, yeah, but, yeah, okay, we'll so then uh, lead actress. Lead actress. You got Kate Blanchett and Tar, Anna DeArmas and Blonde, uh, Andrea uh, Andrea Briesboro to Leslie, which nobody has seen. Uh, Michelle Williams in The Fablements <laughs> and Michelle Yeoh, Everything Everywhere All at Once. I who think Who do you think Who do you think is going to win? Who should, should win? Wait, who should win? And who do you think is going to win?
0: Well. Kate Blanchett, I thought, was fantastic in Tar. She's
1: always good. So, and if she wins, this will be her third
0: Oscar. Yeah, she is really... It's always a tough one. Um, I think
1: Michelle Yeoh is going to win. I think Michelle Yeoh might win, too. Yeah. She's kind of been on a roll. Yeah, she has been on a roll. You know,
0: No Asian actress has ever won that. Uh, barely, I don't be nominated even. Hardly, I don't think.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. We'll go so. and check. Let me tell you, I know you had issues with that movie. I... Love that movie, and with Michelle Yeoh's performance in that, she got to do so many things. You know, yeah, she got to be an and, action star. Mm-hmm. She got to be the worst possible version of herself, and be the best possible version. She had to be so many different versions of herself. She got to do comedy, drama. Yeah,
0: I, I have no problems with her winning at all. I thought, I mean, I, I even though the movie was lost on I me mean, a little bit, I did enjoy her performance.
1: Right. So, <laughs> they did. All right. So you think it should be Kate Blanchett, but it will be Michelle Yeoh?
0: I think it could be. I, I think it, it should be Michelle Yeoh, too. I mean, I just think Kate right. had a great performance, but I, I think she did. Look,
1: and I will watch Michelle Williams do anything. And I love her. I, I love, love her. her. I
0: love the Fable. People, some people didn't like it. I liked it. I thought it was good. Didn't, see it. You didn't You didn't see it.
1: I didn't see it. <laughs> Okay. I know I should I know have. you've been busy. Well no, but it's just like for some reason I'm like I, I didn't I I didn't really have I a desire it. to. All right. Cool. Mm-hmm. Cool, cool, cool. Um, so let's do supporting for a supporting actor. You got Brendan Gleeson for the Banshees of Uh Brian Terry Henry for Causeway, Judd Hirsch for the Fablemans, Barry Keegan the Banshees of Inisheerin, and Kehui Kwan everything, everywhere, all at once. I think Kwan. Kwan is going to win. It's going to win. He's totally going to win. He's going to win. He's going to win. You've got. The best background yes, story, backstory love a good that's got in. They love a comeback story,
0: yes. uh, especially when it harkens to their youth. And you it's know? not even
1: like a comeback story. It's like I wasn't allowed. There mm-hmm. were the gatekeepers weren't letting me in. I, yes, he was my. He was one of my idols growing up. I, I loved him yeah. in, in his short round and as data.
0: Yeah, like I, those, I never, I, I didn't know who he was because I never. you, know, you, didn't. D-
1: you didn't watch. Indiana Jones and uh, the Temple of I Doom. I saw it
0: like when it first came out, but as a, I wasn't. It, it didn't. The, little, the kid didn't resonate with me. I didn't. really Well, the kid it.
1: resonated with me. I was always excited whenever I got to see kids on film or on stage. But you think were I, a
0: kid at the time. I was a young kid. Okay, <laughs> yeah. I difference. was a kid. Yeah. When that so came that out, so that was like for you a little different experience. Yeah. I'm like, oh,
1: and he was very funny and so yeah. delightful.
0: But I've enjoyed his uh, speeches and his acceptance awards, uh, acceptance speeches for his awards. Yeah. So I think he's. I think he's a shoe in Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. But also, I loved Barry Kegan's performance in in Banshee <gasps> a Sharon. Too. I did too. So good. I really
0: did too. If he won, I wouldn't be mad. But I just think it's gonna. It's it's the it's the year of uh, everything. everyone.
1: No, are knows. you thinking of Brendan Gleeson? No, I'm thinking of the kid. The kid. Yeah. The kid. Didn't yeah. he just kind of yeah. gut
0: you? Yeah, he did. So good. What? Really Why earnest. are you laughing over
1: there, Devin? I know That's this is my bad. Super Bowl. Let me talk about my sports ball. You get it. Thank you.
0: Okay. <laughs> yeah, I think you have an earnest performance. It was so good.
1: Mm-hmm. It was so good. Yeah, so um, okay, so mm-hmm. ki Kihui Kwan. Kihui Quan, yes. Totally, totally number one. All mm-hmm. right, there we go. Best supporting actress. You've got Angela Bassett and Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, Hong chow for the Whale, uh, Carrie Condon, the Banshees of Inna sharon Jamie Lee Curtis, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, and Stephanie Shue, uh, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once.
0: I saw them; they were all great performances. They've been saying Angela Bassett, Jay- or Jamie Lee Curtis. I'm going to go with Jamie Lee Curtis. I might go with
1: Gary Condon from The Banshees of Inisherin. She took like, she, kind of like a nothing part. Yeah, no, she and was good too. Really made well, it her own, and you know, I'm I'm might get in trouble for saying this I did not like the new Black Panther. I'm gonna have to whisper that. um I did like it.
0: I, I like it very it. much. I enjoyed it I mean I mean for what it was it was something heavy. Angela anything.
1: Bassett is angela bassett. Yeah. she she's only been not did she did she win for what stuff got to do with it? I don't think so. I don't think she did. No. And that is her only other nomination yeah. in a career. I wouldn't be mad if she won. I, I wouldn't I like, be mad if she won, yeah. too, because she's Angela Bassett. She's Angela Bassett. Damn and she it. She did a great
0: job in, in, in Black
1: Panther Wakanda Forever. She did. She did do a lovely job. I just but thought But I think Jamie Lee Curtis
0: might win. Well, we'll
1: see. All right, because she's another Hollywood favorite. Yes, she's another. The name Hollywood. Curtis and Lee. Yes. Well, it's not even that so much. Uh-huh. You know, they're all dead. I know, but you know,
0: she's like the last remaining, you know, bass of old Hollywood, an
1: old Hollywood yeah. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But she's also like she's. But she's a great actor. She's a great look. I I remember some. I was having a conversation about this. Like Jamie Lee Curtis. Is she really like a serious actor? I'm like, stop saying serious actor. She's a really good actor. Have you seen a fish called Wanda? Oh yeah, yeah, that was a great. Fish, she's so delightful in that movie. She's so good in that. You know, she's great in in this and so is Stephanie Hsu in everything everywhere all at once. Talk about another role yeah. where you get to do everything Man. everywhere all at once. Yes. You know, I would be I don't think she's going to win. I would love for her to win. I would love for Wouldn't Stephanie. It would be interesting if we had three Asian Americans
0: win these roles. I It'd mean, be amazing. It would really be something.
1: It'd be awesome. Yeah. I'm down for it. Yep. Um all right, best director Martin McDonough, Banshees of Inishman, the Daniels for Everything Everywhere All at Once, Spielberg, uh, Todd Field for Tar, and Ruben Osland for Triangle of Sadness. I think uh, Martin McDonough. I think the Daniels are going to win.
0: Oh, yeah, for Everything Everywhere. For Everything, wins. yeah. Yeah, probably, because didn't they write it too?
1: Ah, uh, they might have. Yeah, they might have written it. I believe so. Um, but they, yeah, I think they're gonna win because it really is. A, it was a visionary. Like the vision of that is like, how do you explain all this? But stuff? But I did.
0: Uh, Banshees of Inisherin. That I, I kept. You know, even though I, I'm watching, I didn't know what I was seeing, and I was surprised by a lot of it. It stayed with me for days. Just the, I just kept seeing that. And maybe it'll win for Lance, cinematography. Well, maybe, yeah. Because
1: that's different but than I think, you're right.
0: I think Everything Everywhere All At Once is going to, uh, the director, uh, Dana Kwan. All right. And, and real
1: quickly, the the best picture <sighs> we got a bunch of them, all quite on the Western Front Avatar, The Way of Water, Banshees of Innocent, Elvis, Everything Everywhere All At Once, The Fablements, Tar, okay. Top Gun Maverick, Triangle of Sadness, Women Talking.
0: I will say everybody, of course, is picking Everything Everywhere All At Once because yes. it's won everything. It's probably going to win. But I think if there is a dark horse, if there is a surprise, it will be Banshees of Innocent.
1: Same. I agree if there's a dark horse but I think everything everywhere's all what's gonna win? I think they're gonna clean up. There we go fingers crossed because I remember when it came out in the spring you and I was like I was all like, over, it. Was you all came over it
0: you've got to see it it's the best movie I've ever seen there we are I'm you glad it's it. being
1: remembered and there we too. are and I'm glad that we'll see how our predictions hold up wow just there in we a few are. hours there we go it's about to start all, all righty, I know I'm going to go start working out drinking my Gatorade <laughs> to get all ready for this whole thing yes. uh, I want to thank all of our guests today Lisa Langford Lucia Lucas and Luke Rumsberg all of them were the L's Good. L lots names of L's lots of L's, of L's today Devin thank you so much for keeping the show going. Paul. All right. In? There you go. Good. Thank you. You're you. Thank you. You, Thank try. you. <laughs> try. There we are. Ellen Miller, so, be be the sunshine that you want to see in Thank the world today. And uh, I'm Scott Duff. And until next week, stay, stay proud. I got to go work. You gotta- I don't. I have
0: to go work. This is
1: the first time that I.